The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello everybody, my name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be talking about the latest bad theology to be not just in The Chosen, but advertised by The Chosen unironically as some sort of banger. And we're going to talk about that and why it's bad theology. I don't think there's a shortage of Bible verses that explain why it's bad theology, but... This is where we're at with The Chosen. It is a very seeker-friendly show. It is basically the He Gets Us campaign as a TV show. The Chosen is a bad show on two counts. One, it is not a good show. It is just simply a bad TV show. It's not good on artistic merits at all. There are average shows out there. The Chosen is not even on their level. And then it's not a good Bible adaptation. It's not faithful to the Word. It casually contradicts the word, which I've done multiple videos on. And if you see the review series that I do on The Chosen, we're in the middle of season two right now. I go through how they get um, several characters wrong. They get Philip, Nathaniel. Uh, they get uh, Matthew wrong, completely wrong. Uh, they get Nicodemus wrong. They get John 3.16 wrong. Uh, John the Baptist is very poorly portrayed, portrayed, and there's just so many little things, you know, Thomas has his girlfriend with them, and she's wearing the pants in that relationship, so many things that The Chosen does that is just absolutely bad television and unfaithful to scripture as well, but here we got a more theological claim coming from the Chosen's depiction of Jesus, which is done by Jonathan Rumi. So we're going to talk about that, but first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. We've done a lot of coverage of The Chosen over the years, so you definitely want to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And check out our Patreon-like system at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. That's linked in the description below. And check out our free newsletter, also linked, uh, so you don't miss any of the articles that we do. I do a lot more articles than videos or podcasts, but if you really like this content, the least you can do is like this video, subscribe to the channel, to the podcast, if you are new. So, uh, The Chosen gets God's sovereignty wrong, and that is a biggie to me. I just don't think this is a small issue. So, our series of reviews have highlighted the seeker-friendly approach to The Chosen, and they even announced that they were not going to depict the transfiguration. Now, is there a good reason why they would not want to portray the transfiguration, which is one of the most profound miracles that Jesus does in the gospel accounts? So I don't think there's a good reason for that. But obviously, Dallas Jenkins, you know, best case scenario, it's because he's cheap, even though this show rakes in millions of dollars in cash. So... The quote in question here is Cyprus, Oak, and Sycamore. These obey the master's hand, master's hands, but human hearts, that's another story. And that's a dramatic pause in the ellipse there, I believe. It's not like there's words in between. 
parts in that. I do believe that's meant to be a dramatic pause. So, uh, this is wrong. This is wrong for a lot of reasons. I have multiple Bible verses I can point to. I'm going to look at four uh, in depth on a micro, a more micro level. But uh, the God, the Bible clearly teaches that God soften, softens and hardens people's hearts, even comparing people to clay in the hands of a potter. Here are a few ver verses that point out how the Bible shows God's sovereignty over human hearts to both harden and soften them. So first place we want to look Exodus 4.21, Then the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return into Egypt, see that thou do all those wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand, but I will harden his heart, that he shall not let the people go. This verse shows that God can harden the hearts of an individual, as he did with Pharaoh, to fulfill his divine plan. One has to go out of their way to read or to read Exodus in such a way that it was not God's plan from the beginning to harden Pharaoh's heart in order that he would be glorified even more with his judgments on Egypt. So God wants to do these judgments on Egypt and his means of doing that is to harden Pharaoh's heart. That is the story of the beginning of Exodus. So he wants to make an example out of Egypt, something that will routinely be referenced to in the Old Testament. Romans 9.18 Therefore he hath therefore hath he have mercy on whom he will have mercy, and he will harden it. So, this is basically part of Paul's treatise on God's sovereignty over the human heart. God can, you know, soften and harden people's hearts. Uh, God chooses who will be saved from the beginning of time. And God rescues those people. This is how salvation works. This is called soteriology. And... God is in control over who gets saved. So that's basically what I believe. That's what most Protestants historically have believed. And I believe, you know, this doctrine of grace is on the up and up once again. And the chosen is clearly taking a more seeker friendly uh, man's free will to choose God approach, which is biblically incorrect. That's not what we see in scripture. Uh, Romans 9 clearly contradicts that. Romans 8.28 really through Romans 9 really contradicts that. And then Paul just casually teaches throughout the rest of his epistles how you know God chose whom he would save. So not very biblically literate from the chosen here. 2 Chronicles 36 Verses 22 through 23. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the, that the word of the Lord came, spoken by Jeremiah, might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom, and also put it in writing, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, that the Lord 
the God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me to build him an, an house. Interesting. Uh, this is King James, I believe. Uh, which is in Judah. Who is there among you all his people? The Lord his God will be with him and let him go up. This passage demonstrates that God can soften the hearts of individuals as he did with King Cyrus to fulfill his divine plan. Ezekiel 11:19-20 And I will giveth them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and give them a heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them and that and they shall be my people and i will be their god here god promises to soften the hearts of his people and give them a new spirit so that they may follow his laws and his people so this is just a few of the examples to be found in scripture of god being sovereign over human hearts and he has the power to both harden and soften them as he sees fit to fulfill his divine plan. And this is hardly an exhaustive list, I must emphasize, that it could be compiled to demonstrate God's sovereignty over the human heart. This is not the most appealing message for a wide audience, but it is clearly taught in scripture. The chosen would much rather depict Jesus as wishy-washy, even though Jesus served amid a generation whose hearts were hardened towards him so much that the greatest faith that Jesus found was from the centurion, so a Gentile. The Chosen portrays Jesus as teaching bad theology unironically as some sort of banger to promote the show's theatrical release. This is just the latest issue with an otherwise problematic show. So, Those are my thoughts on that. Again, I do not believe that Christians should be watching The Chosen. It is tough even for me to watch. When I say it's a bad show, I mean it. It is a bad show. If you have any testosterone in your body, you will not enjoy a show about dudes sitting around and talking about their feelings. This is just bad television, objectively speaking. And the thing about the 12 disciples, of which there are not 12 disciples in The Chosen, there are maybe nine where I'm at. If you're going to have a an ensemble cast, which is what it's called, when you have this many characters, they need to have different roles. And that's not really fleshed out well in The Chosen at all, because it's not really in the Bible either. So, those are my thoughts. This is just the latest issue with The Chosen. Subscribe for more updates on this. But until then, we will catch you on next one.